today with Mr. Michael Hong. Michael is a colorectal surgeon who consulted the Wyndham Specialist Care Centre in Werribee and he operates from the St Vincent's Private Hospitals in Werribee and in Fitzroy and from the Western Private Hospital. We do hope you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about a given patient. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek that advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise. Michael, thank you very much for coming into the PodMD studios today. Thanks for having me again, Sean. Michael, today we're speaking about emergency surgery or urgent surgery for acute diverticulitis. Can you tell us why this is such a difficult area? Well, it really requires a lot of clinical judgment. So the reality is most patients who are admitted into a hospital with acute diverticulitis, they do not undergo an emergency operation. And in fact, I published an article on this a couple of years ago, and the the emergency operative intervention rate is about 10%. That's in major metropolitan hospitals in, in, uh, in Victoria. And most of these operations will be a Hartman's procedure. So most of these patients who undergo an emergency operation will receive a, an encolostomy. Right. So can you tell us how you decide who actually needs an urgent operation for acute diverticulitis? So there are sort of two major reasons for why we do an emergency operation. The first is perforation with generalised peritonitis. There needs to be some evidence of perforation often seen on imaging and usually it's that CT scan where we see that free, the free gas. The remainder of it is actually clinical judgment. Does the patient have generalised peritonitis? So they'll have, they might have generalised tenderness, tachycardia, and maybe febrile, and they've got high inflammatory markers. You see all of these things, you say, well, the patient's got generalised peritonitis, they need an operation. The key point to remember here is that the first attack of diverticulitis is usually their worst. And so this is usually the first presentation they've come in with and they'll end up, some of these will end up with an operation. If they don't have generalised peritonitis, then what we will do is trial conservative management. And that's usually some antibiotics. Second major reason for operating, it's not settling. So you've given the antibiotics a few days time and the patient still remains tender. Their inflammatory markers may be going the wrong way, maybe climbing. You just say, well, the patient is not settling. Uh, usually there's a low threshold to repeat a CT scan in about two days or so to look for interval change. And at, at the end of the day, everyone's sick of it, including the patient. They need an operation. The third reason is a little bit sneaky. I did mention there were two reasons, but the third sort of large bowel obstruction from a chronic stricture. And this is usually, again, this is not an inflammatory um, process at the time. They've had repeated episodes of inflammation and they've resulted in a stricture, but they've actually come with large bowel obstruction. And they've got, these patients have intermittent symptoms. And in fact, uh, sometimes we can be uncertain about whether this, can, this is cancer that's caused the obstruction rather than diverticular disease. That third one's a little bit sneaky. It's not really uh, diverticulitis that has caused, uh, that is the cause of the acute uh, presentation. Okay, so when we talk about operations, what operations are actually performed in this setting? This is somewhat controversial. The default position is a Hartman's procedure. One will resect the diseased colon and one makes an end colostomy. And this colostomy can be reversed down the track, although we know a lot of these patients who end up with this operation, they don't get their colostomy reversed. And something that we do warn patients about, that it could actually be a permanent uh, situation. And we don't join them up generally because of that risk of an asthmatic leak uh, in this inflammatory setting or in the case of obstruction, 
very dilated proximal bowel. Now, in highly selected cases, the bowel can be joined up at this operation, but it's then often covered with a sort of temporary, a, a diverting uh, stoma, and usually we use a root pileostomy before this. The other operation that did sort of take hold for a little while was this operation called a laparoscopic peritoneal lavage. This is just a washout of the peritoneal cavity without resection of the diseased bowel. And this was really quite contentious up until about a year or so ago. And quite a number of randomised control trials have actually come out on this. And what they've really highlighted are safety issues with this approach. You don't know who's actually going to... Some people benefit from this approach and don't end up with a stoma or a, or a resection. But then there are some patients who end up... Uh, there were some mortalities out of this and also you know, out of this approach. And there are also issues of uh, complications. Patients need to actually go back for another operation where things may be more difficult after they've already had one operation. So it's not recommended by a number of guidelines now, uh, the laparoscopic lavage. It's still done in very, you know, in a, by a very select few uh, people and they may be very, very good at doing it. But for most of the surgeons out there, it's, it's not recommended by a number of guidelines. You've mentioned randomised controlled trials for urgent operations in relation to acute diverticulitis. Is there any new information or are there any current trials that may change our approach? Randomised control trials are invariably difficult to run, just any randomised control trial. And when you've got a life-threatening surgical condition, it's even harder to run. So a lot of these trials that are happening now are in the Netherlands and they're probably not going to happen again. The most prominent one we are waiting for is the ladies' randomised control trial. So this is effectively randomising patients with perforated diverticulitis into receiving either a Hartman's procedure or a primary anastomosis where, you know, after resection. Basically, this may actually tell us whether or not a primary anastomosis in this acute setting, acute perforated diverticulitis, is in fact a safe option. This is something we should hopefully know this year. So, Michael, that's quite fascinating, all that information today. Could you tell us your take-home message on this topic for our PodMD listeners? So... Patients with acute diverticulitis and generalised peritonitis, or those who aren't settling, or those who in fact are presented with a, with a large bowel obstruction, they need emergency surgery. Now, what that emergency surgery is, is usually Hartman's procedure, but times are changing, and there is that randomised control trial that will hopefully tell us more about whether or not a primary bowel anastomosis in this setting is a safe option. And hopefully we'll get the results this year or next year. They, uh, when they've done recruiting and analysed. It certainly would be nice to have a substantial trial that shows us that it's uh, safe to do a primary anastomosis, wouldn't it? Well, Michael, you've certainly done a lot of homework for this uh, podcast. We really do appreciate um, your time in the PodMD studio today. Thanks again. Well, thanks for listening.